0: Hey, welcome to the Uncommon Gamers Podcast. It's been a long time since I've been on this mic. Um, I'm here joined with Matt. Want to say hi? No, not really, but I will anyways. Hi, guys. Hey. i with this mic a little bit. So, uh, it's been a while since we've done an episode. Um, you might be wondering what happened to Zach. I don't want to get too much into it. Um, just some things have happened, but... Um, and uh, that's all I'm gonna really say. I will hope he's doing well and he's a good dude. You know, I've nothing against him, just just so you're not wondering. It just things have happened. So for now I'm going solo or hopefully joined by a guest. Hopefully maybe Matt will stick around, let's find out. I'm not sure. But so with this uh kind of uh, new kind of outlook on this podcast, we're uh we've always been about tabletop games, once in a while video games. And we've been heavy into magic, and I kind of want to take a step back from that a little bit. Um, It's been nonstop all the time, and the news is kind of exhausting, and I just feel just a little bit of things once in a while. So, uh, Matt, want to tell us a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, I've been Dungeon Mastering for a while. We just decided to do some live streaming on Drunken Adventures. On Twitch? On Twitch, yep, sorry and since this pandemic no one's been around to game so we've been mostly doing absolutely nothing for streaming i've been trying to get some more gaming in just to do some shenanigans but i'm lazy at that (laughs) very lazy at that (laughs) so instead i've been doing my own personal art so music uh trying to work on music painting get into a miniature painting uh airsoft stuff like that waiting for the summer to get out
0: hell yeah yeah, so actually Matt got me into Warhammer 40k. we'll we'll t- talk about that actually a little bit later this episode. Uh, we got uh, we have to talk about new Red dragon in expansion that was um, during our absence uh, that um, Kickstarter was released it was fulfilled. Um, a huge stretch goal was met and now it's coming out officially like we did predict that was gonna happen. It's a very popular game. it's a beloved game. The, um, the community is strong, too. It blew its
1: Kickstarter goal all the way. Wasn't it like 60000 it needed, and it ended up being at $180,000 they reached?
0: It was ridiculously fast. Uh, I'm not going to look it up. Oh, yeah, they it have is a true.
1: really solid community. Um, actually, my fiance and I were able to beta test it. They have every, every time they come out with a new edition, they upload it to Tabletop Simulator. So if you have that on Steam or Oculus or whatever you want, play that on they offer that for as a free mod in the steam workshop that you can go and load in the newest one to try and like red dragon eight or, and you can load in previous editions too, to see how it balances like with the first or second ones. I was able to do a little bit of that. So I get to play the new pub crawl mechanic. I get to play as lucky the wandering merchant. She's a lot of fun.
0: And I was very pleased to know that everything is fairly well balanced. That's actually what they're pretty good at doing over at Slugfest. I, I feel like every expansion's been taking a little bit, slightly longer to come out. Have you noticed that too? I feel like every expansion's been slightly longer to come out with the new one. A little bit, but they also are getting better at taking a theme,
1: refining it, and balancing. Like even Red Dragon Eight, like this is
0: balanced against the first and second boxes. I, I've noticed that they they're doing. I don't, I don't know. It's incredible. I swear they do like. Tons of play tests over and over and over over there, and these characters are—they're just so well balanced every time I play, except for Frank.
1: Yeah, fuck Frank.
0: We're talking. I've been talking about doing an episode about Frank for a while now. Fuck Frank. But if her name is Frank, I apologize. But <laughs> fuck you, Frank. However, they're sticking to
1: that mechanic—the whole take a brew a potion every turn and use it. They're still doing that mechanic. Uh, the Star Tusk character he's the uh, star schmucks ripoff star is every, every turn he gets a pristine <laughs> uh like a vegan uh, <laughs> ingredient every turn that he can spike drinks with but they're actually balanced i i forgot exactly how he still gets his one a turn he can only use the active one but they're also really minor effects it's just like one or two one point here or there so it's not overwhelmingly he gets something every turn
0: well, that's I'm glad. I mean, it's, I think it's funny because his character—he's actually like a knockoff Starbucks freaking apron. It's, it's his star tusk. I think that's—I think that's awesome. I'm—I'm I'm impressed. Um, is he an ogre by chance? Or? I think he's—I think he's a half ogre, half orc or something. Yeah, something up there. Because I've known for one of my um things for a while about this game or this franchise is a lot of cards are specific. Like if you're an ogre, you take this instead of this. and Or for troll, you take this. And for a while, there weren't really that many different kind of races. It was kind of cool to see these races come together again.
1: Yeah, especially with the older cards. Yeah, if you were a certain race, take a certain effect.
0: I'm not seeing that.
1: This expansion is focusing more on chasers. That's how the bar, bar crawl mechanics come in, is every time you pull a chaser and drink it, then you get to choose what bar you go to next. And you keep staying at that bar, doing their events, doing their special drinks until that runs out. Then you have to go to the next bar and then drink it dry. And then you go to the next bar and then you end up at red dragon Inn and get completely sloshed.
0: Oh, so that's how the mechanic works. Yeah. Cause I was wondering about how the pub crawl exactly works. Like what's the difference between like each of the taverns or pubs. So every, yeah, each one has a different effect when you crawl
1: there. So when you get a chaser, you drink your chaser, do that normally. And then you get to choose which one to go to. When you enter it, everyone does something. For example, one of them is you can uh, pay gold, I believe, to avoid fortitude damage. Uh, another one, you can. Uh, so I think one of them, the starbucks. I think you so everyone drinks star coffee. Schmucks. Yeah, I always think star- <laughs> I always think homie the squirrel. <laughs> Whenever I hear Starbucks, I think Star Schmucks. Star Schmucks. Star Tusks. <laughs> Where you lose, I believe it was, you lose an alcohol because you have a shot of coffee at the door. So oh, each one has their own separate effect. So if you know what a player's condition, for example, the brawling, uh, the one at the pier, is you either take two fortitude damage or you discard an action card. So if you know someone who's kind of low on their hand and also is taking some damage... We're going to go to the pier. I ha- I happen to already have an action card. I'll just drop it. No big deal. You have to choose.
0: I think Samantha's the one who does a brawl, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, she. I think she's the like an accountant-looking type. Yeah, she looks like an accountant. She looks like a hipster accountant, but yeah. She does, and her gimmick is she has a bunch of bouncers that every few turns she gets a new bouncer on her crew that does an effect, beats up other people.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. So
1: instead of an action, she... Plays a bouncer, or plays another ruffian that oh, interacts.
0: That is awesome. Um, so you played the new characters. Have uh, you play with any of the old characters, mix the match at all? I didn't. My fiancé played a few more games than I did.
1: I just did the one test run with the four before the uh, Kickstarter expansion, or not expansion, the stretch goal was reached. What? I got to play as Lucky. She was the, I believe she's the goblin with the traveling cart. Her gimmick is her... Business practices are less than legal, <laughs> so when she does shady things like not paying for her supplies or leaving when there's money due, she generates heat. Oh, and when no. there's enough heat on her, she'll either take damage or lose cards.
0: Oh, so to play close to the chest. Yeah. Or, so, uh, well, the any,
1: yeah, close to the chest. Or yeah. yeah. High risk, high reward. Yeah. So all of my cards are going to be better than any other, everyone else in the average deck. But when I play the, my third one, I take damage.
0: Oh, that's that's interesting. I liked it. Well, that's that's your kind of gameplay too. Oh yeah, that's definitely. You, my you like play. to take those risks. Yes,
1: I do. I risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> risk it
0: for the biscuit. I need to get you some triscuits. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing a game. You do great. Here's a here's a Triscuit, buddy. You won. But it's not a biscuit. It's, it's, that's true. I risk it for the biscuit, not the Triscuit. But I think Triscuits are made by Nabisco, which is a national biscuit company. So <laughs> I think it technically counts as a biscuit, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't think of another biscuit. <laughs> I can't think of one either. <laughs> but yes. No. Maybe? Chicken and a biscuit. There you go. I mean,
1: it's, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Actually, think about it. Oreos are also made by Nabisco, so aren't those technically biscuits too? What is the definition of a biscuit? Well, Oreo would be a sandwich. It is a you're right, but it's a sandwich, it's cream between two biscuits, though, right? I think that's a category in Pornhub. It is a category in Pornhub. Get some cream in the middle of two delicious dark chocolate cookies. At least little Debbie has those little cream pies, you know? So we're, we're good there. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> so, red dragon in. So, the, so.
1: I think we got that. What are the possible worlds you were looking at?
0: So, oh, actually, let's talk about Narodia really quick, the petrifier. Oh, yes. So the cool thing is this was, like, done in a matter of days, the Kickstarter goal. It's, it is so freaking high up there, past or goal. It's beautiful. Um, So they're adding... This is the first uh, box, actually. first expansion to come with a fifth character, who is Nerodia the Petrifier. She is a boss. uh, You can play her by herself, but she's also a boss character, because... Was it number six that had the villains? Yeah,
1: the villains expansion. You could play it as like a raid format. Yeah. Like like three versus one or four
0: versus one. So you get a new character to go with that. And that's kind of cool. She looks like a Lamia, I think, or a Gorgon. Or a... I think it's a Gorgon, is it technically? Depends it's a Medusa. Yeah,
1: it depends on your lore.
0: Yeah. Oh no, I'm looking at what she looks like. It. We're really, people are going to rule thirty-four. This.
1: Oh, yeah, um, well, always. always. Yeah, Medusa is a good way to put it. What do you say, Lyman?
0: Lamia or? Yeah, uh,
1: Lamia. that'd be a it. snake body, snake tail, and then snake hair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I'm kind of excited. I'm picking this one up for sure. I know Kelsey should be arriving pretty soon. Pretty sure she funded that. It is estimated delivery. Oh, that's for the I'm um, According to this, if you got it, you should be getting it in January of next year. Beginning of next year. Hey, just in time for quarantine to be over. Just in time for quarantine to be over. <laughs> Everyone can get together, hang out, and get sick again. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It'd be beautiful. No. Oh, man. I wish I had some time to back this project. I... And I've been investing money in a lot of other things right now. I'm saving up for a house, blah, 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 because I I'm I just want a house. Houses are cool. So you can't afford a house if you have avocado toast, though. I can't afford a house to keep buying into Warhammer, God damn it, and Magic. I'm Love done. that too, that too. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of fell off Magic a little bit, I'm thinking about. It. I haven't played it nearly as much anymore. Well, you're supposed to be selling your cards. I'm gonna be selling them very soon after you buy more to complete your decks. I'm actually might not do. So my <laughs> so my plan was is I'm a I've realized I have a collector's stupid collector's mentality to a fact that so most of you out there know I collect for Nintendo 64. I recently bought the Holy Grail of the library, Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut. It's legit. It's real, and it's a very end game for seven hundred dollars. But I found it in the wild, and I bought it. Stop judging me, Mom. So we, uh, so my thought process for Magic is, oh, I had to get all decks for all 32 color combinations. I have the 32 commanders already picked out, I just got to fluff them up. And I got, like, what, 18 done, all set, battle ready. And I stopped playing it so much, and I'm sitting there in my basement looking at the, the cool deck boxes all sorted out. And I'm like, what the Fuck, am I gonna do with this shit? Like this was stupid, but it was it was fun. I'm gonna get. I want. I like magic still. I'm just. I feel like I'm slowly falling out of it, which is kind of a bummer. But whatever. Strixhaven, I might buy a pack or two. I don't know. I'll probably just do some singles if I buy more, but I don't see it happening for a while. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So uh, I think that's it for Red Dragon Inn. Uh, hopefully later on, we'll be covering more about this, more topics, because this is action expanse um, game franchise. Actually, there's a uh, spinoff called uh, Battle for Greyport, which they recently, not I don't know how recently, It's a little bit ago, released an expansion for it called Pirates. Yes, and that is
1: fun. Like Battle for Greyport is a fun, it's a cooperative deck-building card game that's really easy to pick up. You know, they also have achievements for all you achievement hunters out there. Uh, some of them are like you play in hard mode, you're just more restrictive. The one we haven't done yet is in complete silence. You cannot say a word to anyone. You have to just play your own and go completely
0: quiet. for oh, also- The entire gameplay. That sounds both intense and boring at the same time. Oh yeah, the fun about these games is giving people shit and just like ah, you can take a hit and you just. You many stink eyes. We're gonna be we throwing though. Come on. Oh my, you're all <laughs> gonna learn some sign language, man. If you want to beat that.
1: Oh no, no, no. we're gonna. Have... So when we stream, we're gonna have to stream it and have like a bunch of camera cuts, like good to bad, the ugly style, like uh, going looking, oh, glancing God. back and forth. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Get, like, your anime silent drama going.
0: Get yourself a producer, you know. And get green screen behind everybody, so get the anime lines every time we are about to do something. Get
1: the sweat drops.
0: <laughs> get the hard eyes, the uwus, you know, all that shit. Okay. <laughs> get all the furries in there, too. Not for furry, I don't give it a shit. It's just funny. Anyway. So, um, more Kickstarter stuff. Although... This is also coming out, um, Possible Worlds. It's an RPG subscription box. The tagline is six games and six genres over six months. And this reaches pledge goal with 14 days left to go. Um, It's a $20,000 goal. It currently has $21,000 and uh, some change. So what this is, is, I think this is kind of a cool idea. We got a farty motorcycle in the background. We got a tiny little penis out there. It's unfortunate. So- hey now! <laughs> hey now! Oh, that's right. You you have a tiny piece. I mean, ride a motorcycle. Yes, right? I do. And yes, I have. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. So <laughs> god damn it. So we so what this is, it's kind of cool. It's like a loot box. And every month you get a very like bite-sized RPG. And some people really get into that. And there's a few of them I've gotten into as well, where they're super easy to learn, super easy to play, and they're very basic rules. And it's, they're more about storytelling than really anything else.
1: That kind of sounds like a lot of the Powered by the Apocalypse kind of play style, where it's very stripped down, basic D6 for all your skill checks, kind of like the one we did when I did that mop. Uh, the gangster. Yeah, yeah, the gangster theme it's a very stripped down idea where instead of the dm like really driving the game it's the players say what they're doing and the dm tells them how they fucked up (laughs) is that what you do in dnd anyway no dnd like i'll set a stage i'll prep npc you know i do the whole dm side of it but i'd also be driving more of the plot points where powered by the apocalypse It's more the player is pushing their own objectives.
0: Okay, I I kind of like that. So a
1: lot like there's going to be an overarching story, but it's going to be more based on what the players do. And like I said, it's like combat actually is a better example. In Powered by the Apocalypse or similar stripped down RPGs like that, it's not a I swing roll deal damage. It's I'm attempting an action. If I fail, I'm compromised somehow. If I succeed, I succeed okay i kind of like that yeah so instead of like let's say if i'm if i if we're fighting and i'm gonna throw a punch at you it's not ideal three damage it's oh i just now stunned you and you're you broke your jaw that was a good result or if i failed i whiffed it and now you have me in a hold or someone came in and tackled me
0: so super simplified
1: Yeah, and it's more about, again, the story and the idea behind it instead of the stats. I I can can get behind that. Like, a lot of these stats, like one we're playing is uh, Mystical Kitty Save the Day. That's the name of this RPG. (laughs) And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's made for kids where you play as these magical kitties who are in this world that they have to, you know, like they're humans have problems. So you're supposed to solve their problems, their owner's problems. Like, uh, my kitty is he's owned by like an old man who doesn't know technology and he can't pay rent because he doesn't know how computers work. <laughs> so during my adventures, my kitty is going to find like a, uh, how to use computers for dummies book and deliver that. And that's just real quick and quick and simple. No, there is a, with Armstrong, there was his body pillow. I, I actually wanted that for a waifu. It's
0: you know, <laughs> your, your waifu pillows. Oh yeah. But it was, it's Armstrong. What was his name? Alexander Luis Armstrong. Yes. Running strong for generation to generation. May my bosom support you.
1: I would cuddle to that. I I, I would call, call myself a straight man,
0: and I would cuddle to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me of my Dwayne the Rock Johnson body pillow. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That that way if, if the girls won't cuddle me, at least they'll cuddle my pillow. <laughs> and remember, ladies, he's engaged.
1: <laughs> there's, the hope for... <laughs>
0: there's
1: a lot of engagement with that pillow. But not quite the one you're thinking of.
0: So fellas, if you're sitting with a body pillow, there's hope for you yet. <laughs> so ah uh, damn. <laughs> uh so warhammer uh oh yeah
1: we, my we're whole... talking about video games not um anime waifus I
0: forgot. So my, my whole thing um that's what i gotta tell so funny story i want to get a warhammer maybe 2014 2015 but it's just expensive and like i kept thinking to myself do i really want to get into this because i know how rabbit holes work that's what happened to magic you know i bought a deck and then after that i bought another deck and i bought cards and more cards and now i have countless cards i have like a Thousand dollars worth of fucking cards, just everywhere. I'm, I'm like, I don't want this shit anymore. And I was afraid that was going to happen to me with Warhammer 40K. So I kind of sat back and I just looked at it from a distance. Like, okay, that looks cool. That looks cool. I want to do it. That looks cool. Um, Matt was in it for a long time. And I admire his Tau army from a distance. Well,
1: not a long time. Like I-, I poked at it for a little bit. Got the escalation army, and I- it just sat. Well, then I. Uh found a recaster, and I went down that route. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're saying I can get Warhammer for less than half price? We do not condone recasters, by the way. GW like, after us. There's a really fine line with this. And yes, a recaster is stealing copyright IP, and especially with a lot of their, their bulk sales. Yeah, it, it is piracy, hands down. I'm not going to play around that. But for a broke post-college student I <laughs> wanted to play a game i didn't want to drop a grand i wanted to, i dropped what two hundred dollars for yeah. basically a thousand dollars worth of gw stuff so for me it worked out i i so i definitely see both sides but there's also a lot of products recasters and now with 3d printing that gw doesn't even offer like forge world Yeah. Or things that came out in the 80s and 90s. If you want a a bit for it, if you want a certain shield or a certain gun, you're SOL. Yeah. But now with recasting, 3D printing, you can just grab it. That's a benefit. So I think, and it it could also be some healthy competition. Mm. Because before, in the 90s, early 2000s, um, models were crap. Like, they're very low detail. Like, even look at... I have some old Dungeons & Dragons, Wizards of the Coast from like 3E era. They're they're not very high quality, especially then you look at the old 30K Warhammer. It's very smudgy, very simple sculpting. Now they got really good models. Now they have really good jobs. And 3D printing, you can get very high detail models for pretty cheap. So I
0: think this would be good competition. It comes step up their game because they've been known... To slack on shit.
1: Oh yeah, like their quality is bad. Like one my some of my recast towels, my crisis suits. Some of the recasts have better quality than the GWs <laughs> are. <laughs> Just from the slips and the little niche details, some of those are better. Hell yeah! But I recently saw some things like uh, One Page Rules this is another company that they're trying to break into the wargaming market. There's a couple other smaller ones i'm i'm blanking on the names but their entire uh, they don't need kickstarter they do patreon so pay monthly subscription you get x models you can print out but their idea is you pay a couple bucks for the stls and then you get and print out the armies so instead of dropping hundreds of dollars on plastic you're dropping a couple bucks on resin prints and it's their all new game like they're trying to give Games Workshop competition. Okay. On a whole different game, a whole different look, aesthetics, different rules. (laughs) A whole different look, huh? Well, some of them. I mean, some (laughs) of them are a little more blatant than the others, but I mean, when you think about it, how unique can you really get in the world of fantasy?
0: That's true. I mean, people rehash the
1: same like races and orcs, elves, ogres. Yeah, you can only do so much in fantasy everything's going to come back to the world of Lord of the Rings. Quite honestly, everything's coming out there. Like even 40 K, like there's not much you can do. You can definitely go off there. There is creativity. I'm not saying there isn't, but there is a realm. You're going to have your elves. You're going to have your dwarves. You're going to have your space pirates. Arr.
0: Sorry. That was an awkward. R, But, (laughs) but it's, I think it's good that there is competition, though. I mean, uh, I think most of us know this, but a healthy economy and a healthy uh, consumer space requires competition. Yeah. Um, like as many of you Xbox and Sony fans, for example, you're like, oh, I hope Sony dies or hope Nintendo dies. But if you do that, you get screwed in the long run because let's, let's say Xbox is the only game in town. Who is it to compete with? They can just—they're just, just going to put out shit from now on. They don't—they don't care. They're not trying. They have no one to top them over. And uh, YouTube has a problem right now too. They have zero competition. It all could the, be better.
1: All the competition does, like Twitch, uh, is another example. They had Mixer a couple years ago. Remember Mixer bought out some of the big streamers like uh, Ninja. Oh, that was even a year
0: ago. That was I think was last- a few months ago. It was last fall when they finally went under.
1: Yeah, and then it just completely went under.
0: Yeah, And when you say the healthy competition, that's kind of where
1: I wanted to go with recasting is, you remember in the early 2000s, uh, piracy. uh, 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 Pirate Bay. (laughs) Downloading cracked games, downloading cracked movies. You know, I did a lot of that. I saw a new AAA game out like uh, Modern Warfare 2 or back in the day. Yeah. yeah, Modern for 2. I'm trying to think of a big title that I pirated, but stuff like that. AAA, 60 bucks. I didn't want to do it, so I pirated it. And movies, especially movies. Um, so many people would pirate with Cody, with uh, Neptune, and
0: Pirate Bay. I've never heard of Cody. I've heard of Neptune, though.
1: Yeah, Cody's a platform. That, it's a third-party prep platform, so they get through the legal loopholes.
0: Okay. Is anyway. Neptune still around?
1: Eh, I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. Anyways... There's no point for me to pirate anymore, to download from sketchy site that might have a virus when I can look up on YouTube, I'm not on YouTube, Netflix or Hulu for a few bucks a month, everything's right there. Music, I used to download gigs and gigs of music. Every CD that came out, I'd pirate it. Now I have everything on Spotify. Pay 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, I get everything right there, convenience. So where I'm going with this, is the convenience and competition from 3D printing and recasting because it's becoming so easy to do and more prevalent. I'm hoping this will spur Games Workshop or similar companies to increase their quality, kind of like we saw with the new uh, Space Marine prints, that they are getting a little easier to build. So the Necrons, they're going back and resculpting, and making it look nicer, a lot more detail. Hopefully that will kick them to do a better job because now they see that they can be threatened. They can be dethroned.
0: They should have been a long time ago. Their um, co- consumer, what's the wrong looking for? Uh, consumer friendliness has been in question since forever now. Well, I think it's part of it, look at music.
1: In again, going back to the 80s, 90s, you needed a full studio, full recording equipment. You needed a label deal to print out CDs, to advertise and promote. Now you can do everything from your garage grabs order from CD Baby That's and distributed on Etsy. Etsy. Oh, I'm sorry, soundcloud. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Etsy what the fuck? Well, we can
0: probably sell CDs <laughs> on Etsy. You can probably do that. The
1: same scales now happen with miniature gaming. You can build something on Blender or any other 3D format. You can send out files that cost nothing to distribute or you can pay a couple bucks to print it and distribute it now. It, you can do everything again from your garage. So I think this whole wargaming community is going to be challenged the same way the indie music scene challenged
0: music. Huh. I, I like that. I like that take. I'm going to agree with that. By the way, quick thing on Neptune, it is gone. 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 It's not a furniture store. So it's gone.
1: I'll double check. because I mean, I haven't started up my Fire Stick in a while, but... I'm for Neptune rising is all it's
0: Neptune rising
1: Neptune rising
0: Neptune rising it is a
1: site that I do not recommend going to please do not look this up do not download it on Cody through your fire stick this is pirating it is illegal I do not condone it
0: you don't it it's oh yeah here it is okay so don't Let's don't see. do it! Don't 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 do it! I just want to see like it I still said, existed. Go it's to YouTube. Exists. Go to
1: Netflix, Hulu. Get your fix that way.
0: Like I said, it's less sketchy. It's oh, less. We oh, ta- we're attacked by cats.
1: It's just more convenient. Is where I was going with that. It's it's so much easier now to pay a few bucks a month, get everything there
0: legally, quickly, stream it. Oh, absolutely! i mean I'm really digging uh Cobra Kai. I just love it, but. Anyway, back to forty k. <laughs> I was gonna tell explain how I got into it. I mean, you so might as well, let's do it. Why might not? I've been so, talking this whole time. I want to sit back and drink and enjoy this. There you go. So, uh, when I was so I was watching it as from the outside in. Like, I want to get into this, but everyone was like Matt said, space marines. I knew uh, two people had Nids. I know knew someone had. Uh, no one had Eldar, but. All my friends knew someone who had Eldar. So I thought, well at Dark Eldar. Uh Dark Eldar kind of more up close in your face combat. It's not really what I want. And so I was looking around and I saw Necron. No one plays Necron. I no don't give a fuck about Necron. Back in 2014, 15. Nobody cared. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm gonna be that unique guy. and you know, I'm gonna go a little bit edgy. I don't go edgy. I'm gonna get I'm gonna go with this these Necrons. So I so I think it was a little over a year ago or something like that. I, uh, went. was that, uh, I think Dreamers Vault, it's like it's a store up here in Minnesota, they, uh, I went there and they had a starter box, perfect, it had space marines, my roommate wanted to get into it, it had a, a set of Necrons, it came with terrain, and it was like a 180 bucks, okay, cool, I'm gonna get all this, all this shit, I'm gonna go home, put it together, turns out, I don't like putting crap together, <laughs> But I did it. I, I slogged through it.
1: um, it was Only to find the...
0: out very soon later that they announced, Games Workshop announced, uh what was it, a codex, ninth edition codex to Necron, where Necron are now overpowered. Now everyone and their grandmother wants to get it. And so I thought I was being cool and unique. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't play that like faction nobody cares about, to the only faction that is always fucking sold out. Any store I go to, you can I can get a monolith, which is like this big, huge Hulking pyramid thing. It has this really cool like necron coming out from the front. And uh it's it's like $180. And I'm like, no one no, 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 buying, no one wants to drop $180 on a model, especially if like the stats aren't even that great. And so it just it's so now whenever wherever I fucking go. I want a Canoptech Doomstalker. I wanna get I wanna get um some katans. I wanna get some uh, overlords, some, you know, some really big, beefy things. Nowhere to be found. The stock is impossible to find. But you know what I do find, okay, so I do find a lot of Eldar and um i remember being back when i wanted to play it i said oh, i want to get an eldar oh no no everyone's gonna be doing eldar pretty soon eldar's gonna be the new thing you don't want to get an Eldar. it's you know it's just be super freaking um stereotypical okay cool whatever now i found out nobody goddamn nobody does fucking eldar no one does dark eldar and there could have been the first faction i wanted people tell me don't do it now it's the only one to do that's not taken by everybody. God damn it. Thanks, Obama. Fucking hell. So <laughs> so now here I'm stuck with an army that everybody has, that everybody wants, no matter what. Okay, okay when the when the ninth edition codex dropped, it took me, what was it, like four goddamn months to find one anywhere? I could get it online, but people are scalping the hell out of them. They're like, I think 30 bu- 30 40 bucks for a book, whatever. Online, they're like $120. I'm not spending $120 on a goddamn book. No. Not where I can pirate that shit. But the problem with pirating stuff like online and stuff, like, for one, I'm not going to print all that out. Two, I know this at the time, but I, I just like having all my rules in a physical book. I can bookmark it, this, 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 this. There we go. I wasted so much money and time. <laughs> I love this game. So you don't want your Necrons anymore? Oh no, I'm keeping those. You can have my Space Marines all. <laughs> want my Space Marines? Nobody wants Sp- Space Marines anymore. It's Necron or nothing.
1: I might. You know what? If you're serious, I might take you up on that because I want to try some painting things
0: on those. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'll I'll just give them to you. I don't. I'm not going to use them anytime soon. I'll
1: paint them up, then you'll get jelly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially I like, when
1: i print some conversions for them too
0: you turn them into freaking Terrans or something
1: oh uh, well that very close just gotta put a little face shield over them You're all set to go i saw a really dope conversion for those uh bikers too you can turn them into jet bikes
0: that sounds cool like, there's a
1: front end you can put a new front end like put blades on the side of them too like Ooh. it looks like a mash between um an Eldar and a space marine almost that sounds freaking awesome. Dude, conversions are cool.
0: I gotta get into some of those conversions. I know some of them are uh 3D printing, though.
1: That's so what they all. It's like a 3D printed piece that you can glue on top of the unit or
0: replace an armor three. I'd like to have an army made entirely of wallaces. <laughs> we know Wallace and Grommet. Yes. I was talking to somebody about this, and he's so he's making he's telling me he's making an army made entirely of, of gummy bears. So they're all gummy bears riding like tanks and stuff. It's not for 40k. Oh it's not for 40k. It's for I I think it's called like Battle Wars or something. It's like a World War II miniature game. And uh he wants to do one where everyone's a his entire army's gummy bears. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds adorable. And he's like, Yeah, he wants to have like little gummy tanks and everything too, their are in. Did but, I show you the Hello Kitty necrons? He did show the hello. Show the hell- <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: that is Actually, I think in one of those there was a Necron something like that, too, I, I swear it was like a super pink flowery Necron army, but my, my favorite hands down to this day is Space Marine Orcs, the Sporks.
0: The Sporks? Did I show you those? You did. So, in the
1: lore, the orc, <laughs> if they believe it, it happens. If they believe that ship can fly, if it's just a piece of cardboard, it flies because they believe it works. So these orcs I believe they're space Marines so they're space Marines and uh, I want to say it was, it was somewhere on imager I found this Imgur. so this guy took to his space marine army and he swapped all the parts out with orcs but he kept the blue armor so like he swapped out some head pieces with or space marine heads with orcs he swapped out the arms so they're mostly space marine but with some green sticking out and god he broke he like ripped apart his rhino glued it together it make it look orc made (laughs) but he did such a good job i remember reading that it was actually allowed in a tournament just as space marine (laughs) (laughs) because of how well he painted and presented the army so it, it now is canon that if orcs believe they're something they are something
0: that is awesome I don't what would happen if orcs believed there were orcs? I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: They are. It's to
0: be a paradox. But they just take the joke and like it's a bad joke. Okay, I'm full uh... of these things. Hold Anyways, to... what was our next topic here? Next, oh, we're gonna talk about more about Games Workshop, and because you heard a few things about why I'm having this problem with the Necrons. So, um, brain fart there. All right, so um, so Necrons. In case you haven't realized, if you go to any game store, you're gonna have a hard time finding. Uh, for example, Kenneth Tep Doomstalker. I had a uh, Matt print one out for me because I looked everywhere for a very long time. Actually, okay, about a month and a about a month. <laughs> but I looked everywhere. I called up places. Nobody has them in stock. They'll tell me, "Oh yeah, we get one or two. That's all we're allowed to have," and then people will buy them out that day. And so, what the fuck? If you had there's such a high demand, just put them out. What's going on? Why are they so? Why are they just trickling the stuff in? Like, take my money, Games Workshop. I heard a theory on YouTube.
1: I don't remember the channel, so I'm sorry if I'm stepping on anyone's toes, but they're interviewing like old Games Workshop managers and they're saying, they're pushing a quota on starter boxes, like the start collecting boxes or, uh, what was it? Indominium box, like the big $200 start collect.
0: Oh, it's the one block. I got.
1: Yeah. They're, they're pushing those numbers where that's what they need to sell. They're trying to push or grab new players into the game and they don't really care about other players. who are just coming over for a $50 model or a $40 models and paints or they don't care about that. They want, one person to come in, dump some money, pray their whale, then kick them out of their store. Oh man. Like they're not. Yeah. It's like they're changing their whole model for some. Like they're panicking almost like they, they think that the only way they can get people in this hobby is by getting new people and not nourishing existing players.
0: I feel like you can do both.
1: Right. Like that's what kept me in. I mean, I guess I can say music, but like airsoft, it's, I always stayed away from the gatekeeping but I'm staying in because of the community. That's fair. Actually, even a worse example is Escape from Tarkov. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I jump into this game and I hate the game. For those of you, it's it's a first-person shooter, hardcore, basically Dark Souls. It punishes you. It's not meant to be fought. It's meant to be <laughs> infuriating but rewarding. And it's the I was I wanted to quit multiple times and I did, but then I just Kept finding the community, drew me back in every time, and I ended up upgrading to their premium edition because of that. Oh <laughs> well, damn. But yeah, they need to just cultivate more people. They need to push more um, innovation, like community into it instead of, here, buy my product now. Make me money now.
0: It makes sense. I, mean, I can see a problem they're coming across, too, is people once they have their armies, their full armies... They're set to go. Like, yeah. why would they invest more money? And I get that, but at the same time, it's it's very unconsumer friendly. I think there needs to be something else they should do with it. Then you know, maybe because Kill Teams was obviously the idea behind that was to further the game. You know, because you buy you buy a box of Kill Teams, you don't need the miniatures, but they're there. But you buy it for the little little skirmishes, a little bit of. They can, I know they have little campaigns too. You can do as well. And I think that's the a good, like, and a term thing. You know, like, you, you buy all this stuff, now what?
1: Yeah, and I think they're going that direction with Crusades now, as Crusades are like a narrative campaign that you have your army, but you change and you upgrade it over multiple sessions.
0: That sounds awesome, actually. I'd be down for that.
1: Yeah, I, I'd definitely like to play something like that. And especially, I, I understand that frustration. Once you buy an army, theoretically, you're done. You don't have to, you don't have to give Games Workshop another penny. You yeah. got your army. You got everything you want. You got your options. So, how do you get them into buying a second army or a third army? So they got to figure out something to do there. But coming out with new ideas like kill team or crusades, it's definitely in the step in the right direction.
0: For sure. That's just the, the fact that they're just punishing. Um, it's weird because by punishing like um, older players, they're also punishing new players too. I'm a newer player. I, I definitely, you definitely say that. Um, I'm slowly buying my army and the fact that I can't buy stuff for the Necrons, the can't the Katans, or I haven't seen one Katan in any store I've been to. And I want those. They're, they're cool little buff guys, um, or buffers, whatever you want to call them. And so it's like, why am I being punched? I'm trying to buy your stuff games workshop. (laughs) I'm trying to, That was a little kitten here. It's adorable. So.
1: Yeah. There's that. I mean, you can also always buy online, I guess, with the other argument, but I like supporting the small guys and the small stores. Oh, absolutely. So, speaking of small stores, or the underdog, uh, you see recently that a bunch of devs left Blizzard after their huge hit of success of Reforged.
0: Oh, yeah. If we're hammered... Uh no, Warcraft 3 or Forged. Yeah, the game that pissed everybody off. They did such a great job, dude. They added so
1: many features to this game. They completely went through, reskinned it with all new animations. And- <clears throat> Sorry. Um <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Where was I? Was I lying? We were lying. Oh, we were we lying. Both face okay. lying. Okay, okay. I'm looking for a <laughs> sarcasm. I was like, wait, there's no sarcasm here. <laughs> But so all the lead developers, I'm sorry, one of the lead devs went off to, what was, it, what was the company? It's
0: called Ice Giant, I
1: think. Uh, I had it right here. Oh, crap. I got rid of it. Ice Giant Studios or something.
0: Ice Giant. I'll, I'll look it up. Keep keep going.
1: Yeah. So they're making a new RTS. So it's the lead, develop, lead designer of Warcraft 3 Frozen Throne. Frost Giant. Frost Giant Studios. And then a couple other developers from StarCraft Two, they left mainly because they're not getting the
0: support they wanted in StarCraft Two to keep the competitive community. I think there might be more to that too. Don't forget, um, this is Activision. They treat their developers and their employees like total garbage.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard the greatest stories from like game testers. Their
0: conditions, how they have to work long hours, and just not treated very well. Well, Jim Sterling has covered it. Like, for example, like the rush time for them. Or, like, crunch time would be, like, for, like, months at a time working, like, 14-hour days and shit. Yeah. And some of them have to sleep in the office. So. That's rough. So this
1: game is supposed to be some kind of medium between Warcraft 3 and Starcraft 2. Like, some kind of merging. So I'm, I'm curious where they're going to take that on uh, art style. Are they going to go to the fantasy? Are they going to do the high tech? I don't think any real details have come out yet.
0: Yeah, it doesn't say much. It just says real-time strategy returns.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because they had a lot of success with the hero-centered real-time strategy. Because before Warcraft 3, everything was honestly a rehash of Command & Conquer or Age of Empires and StarCraft. It's a big view of a lot of little guys. Supreme Commander started to step into the unique side with their... Um, ACUs where you you play as one super awesome mech that goes around building and destroying stuff and then yeah Warcraft 3 comes around I think technically Warcraft 2 did a little bit but 3 blew it out of the water with customizable heroes everything revolved around heroes and small skirmishes
0: and then Dota was born but anyway
1: yeah then you get Dota and then Starcraft 2 dabbled in it like they took the success of it but still kept it in the realm of Starcraft scaled up Heck yeah. Which I would love to see something more scaled up like Supreme Commander. I, I want to see the 3,000 units on my screen crashing everyone's computers. <laughs> oh, I miss those days.
0: DDoS attack. Oh, but, but legal.
1: <laughs> damn near, there's a, a mod map on Warcraft 3 called Missile Wars. I heard about this. I think you heard about me talking about some yeah. old school land parties we did. And. How this game worked, it was a 4v4, you're in a ship, they're in a ship, and you build defenses and you build turrets that automatically shoot units at the opponent's shields. So every shot is a physical unit that degenerated and launched across the map oh, at no. high speed. So you get into late game when we're 45, 50 minutes into the game, you're shooting hundreds in a second.
0: Oh, no. So
1: every computer is trying to render this, and then you have options or usually roles for players. One or two players would save up instead of steadily building a few of them would save up for one massive blitz. There's <laughs> that's always going to overlap. So there's always going to be a time where three people or, or four people are just going to blitz at the same time. It just crashes. Everyone just crashes. <laughs> oh my God. So We'll be like 70 minutes into a match and then just air crashes, we're done. <laughs> that sounds so unsatisfying. The funny thing is, we refined the game so well because we were we knew it so well. That's the only way the game ended.
0: Oh, no, no one could
1: win because we could counter each other so well. The game never ended until someone's computer crashed. Oh, it my... was a true death match. That's a, computer's that's,
0: that's a pay to win. That's a better PC. No. Nope. was you live the longest. Because if it was it's the old LAN system so if one computer
1: went down it shut the entire game down. Oh, you're right. You could just drop out.
0: Oh.
1: So no, it was a true death match.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mat- genocide suicide. It's the same thing. Yeah.
1: If one goes down, Oh, game over.
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome. God, LAN parties are the tits back in the day. Dude, I-, I miss that? The last time I played a land game was actually with you and our old roommate Mike with Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. That was the last time I did a land game.
1: Man, that was only three of us in the living room. Yeah, I know. I need we need a real like 20 person, no shower, 46, <laughs> right, 30 or no, it'd be like 72 hour, nothing but frozen pizzas,
0: monsters. Oh my god! And
1: video games in the
0: same room. That sounds great and horrifying. It sounds like a. It sounds like uh like a convention with like, heaters. With heat. Oh, that's even better. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> great. Even better.
1: <laughs> no, we're gonna have to do something like that. I've kicked around even renting out a venue
0: oh and and damn push. i
1: remember when warcraft reforge was announced i was going to do that i wanted to rent a venue get like 50 people oh. all then i just started seeing this uh train wreck development like, yeah no
0: i'm gonna just quietly delete those posts <laughs> yeah that game was a real cash grab so it, it's a shame poor blizzard fuck blizzard Oh well. I remember when the back then of Blizzard was like the game studio, the company.
1: It was. It was like if it came from Blizzard, you knew it was good. Like that's what gets me worried about this D four and the D two remake, especially the remake. I mean, after the Reforged thing, I I can't imagine many people are going to be really jumping on this if they knew about Reforged.
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm well from what I've heard. Um, I know someone played Diablo two to death. They are not gonna play the remake. They don't trust it. They've lost a lot of trust in them. And everyone knows I everyone knows Diablo 4. I'm guaranteed it's gonna be loot boxes or some shit. They're gonna push some horrible thing. Because cool. that's what they're known to do now. Well, of course. I mean it's Activision. You have phones, right? Oh my god. <laughs> You're throwing that out. That that shot's fired. <laughs> that's some angry motherfuckers coming right down our door. Alright. Uh, <laughs> all right anything else or should we start wrapping up i got nothing unless we want to try and beat on each other more but no i'm good i'm good i'm gonna beat myself at home so every night I, well yeah I, I i stream it on onlyfans.com slash glory stoof but if you <laughs> i should I... start OnlyFans. i no it's not anything sexual it's just me and my kitten and only land's yes so all right i I think this is a good uh podcast with matt uh happy to have you along um yeah i know we'll see you guys next week and uh shit you will unfortunately crap kelsey changed the locks yeah all right all right so have a good week have a good whatever and we will be back at some point see you later cheers